Good morning, industry friends. Thank you for joining me today. This is Ruth Mitchell, editor of The Wholesaler Magazine. I'm in Chicago and I'm working on a very fun project. What is it? Well, we are honoring and celebrating The Wholesaler Magazine's 75th anniversary this year. Wow. 75 years of reporting, serving, and supporting the PHCP industry. That's a milestone for sure. Now, we're having a lot of fun looking back through old issues at the people, the challenges, and successes that have happened along the way. And we'll be bringing those to you over the next few weeks and also a surprise with our October edition. But I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for the gentleman that has joined me on today's podcast. My mystery guest is someone I've known for a long time, and it's none other than Tom Brown of TMB Publishing. Tom established TMB Publishing back in 1990 when he had taken over as the new owner and keeper of the Wholesaler Magazine. Through his partnerships in the industry, his hard work, worth ethic he instilled in others, and though, dare I say it, his charm, he turned the magazine into the industry's go-to resource that it is today. So much has happened since he purchased the magazine and helped to bring it to its 75th anniversary this year. What was the secret? What was the drive? What happened along the way? And why was it important to keep the magazine in print? So much to talk about, so let's just start. Tom, welcome to Off the Cuff. Well, thank you, Ruth. It's uh, I'm delighted. Uh, I um, think about all the times uh, with the magazine, with the company, and being in the industry, and I wonder where all the years have gone. <laughs> Well, I, I know that they've been good years, some bad and some good, but they've definitely, um, definitely leads into our conversation here of, you know, friendships and reporting and serving and, and so much good stuff to talk about. But, you know, Tom, none of this would have happened. The magazine wouldn't be here where it is today if you didn't take a chance way back when. Now, I want to, I want to talk about that for a quick second. Okay. When you purchased the publication, it had a market share of 30% in ad sales. You know, within six months, it became profitable and it kept on going. But when you purchased it, you had to have trepidation. What convinced you that the magazine would survive and thrive? Uh, Ruth, I had uh, owned a plumbing engineer for uh, three years. And um, we did a um, a good job with Plumbing Engineer and took that to new heights as far as uh, advertising sales. And uh, because of my experience with Plumbing Engineer and being, um, uh, you know, I knew the industry well, I, I figured that if we got another magazine, we could likely be successful. And I use likely... Um, kind of loosely. I mean, I was kind of, it was uh, a leap of faith. When I bought it, it, there were some nervous times. There's no question about it. And particularly with the uh, January and February issues, I guess it was 1994. uh, We only care in January, we had like 23 ad pages. And then in February, if I recall, we had like 18 or 19. And at that volume, you're not paying the bills. So I was uh, pretty nervous at that point in time. But then we came along with a good march. 
And we ran, I think, pretty close to 50 ad pages. So that was a profitable issue and took us uh, through the quarter. And uh, then uh, we started building on top of that. And then in July, with our wholesaling 100, that was the first time when I owned the magazine that wholesaler actually ran more ad pages that issue than uh, Supply House Times did. So, uh, and then, you know, we inch along, inch along, inch along, and uh, gradually uh, became uh, number one in the marketplace. But it took probably uh, four years, I would say. Tom, when you um, when you took over TW, what was your vision for the magazine? My vision, Ruth, quite honestly, was to uh, be profitable, number one. Uh, number two, have a viable magazine. Uh, number three, really stay active in the marketplace and, you know, um, do the best we could. Uh, uh, but profitability was the number one objective, you know, making money and... Uh, but, uh, you know, along with that, having a good organization and working with people I enjoyed working with and associations, relationships, all those were very important. But business was business. And we had to we had to make sure it was profitable so that we could continue to uh, to uh, publish. In, in reading um, a past feature, as well as obviously working for you and with you over the years, you know, you've always stressed the importance of being an active participant in the industry that we serve. Yes. How has that translated into where the magazine is positioned today? Because of associations in the industry and working all of the industry uh, events, shows, uh, buying groups, wholesaler, uh, you know, the, the various regional events and so forth, and getting to know everybody uh, really served us quite well. Because it helped us um, with our uh, visibility in the marketplace, and people knew we were in, in business to help them market their products, not only through advertising, but through uh, editorial in the magazine, uh, all of the other features, uh, the new product sections. Uh, people in the industry knew we were there to help them out, and I think they appreciated that, and it, it helped with advertising sales a great deal. It really did. Well, it's also the visibility of just knowing that that magazine is in the room too. And that's, that's something that you taught me is that, you know, we are the magazine that you represent and we're there to help folks in their celebrations and their reporting and, and bringing the news to individuals. Absolutely. You know, with that being said, I've got to imagine there have been roadblocks along the way here. You know, what have been some of the biggest roadblocks for the magazine and how were they tackled? Well, um, we were uh, going along. Um, I bought it in 93. We got through 94, 95. You know, we started to grow the magazine and we were doing uh, very well with the magazine. And as a company doing very well, um, and we actually got through 2008 very well. Uh, 2009 was the biggest roadblock we ran into because of uh, what was going on uh, uh, in the overall U.S. economy and uh, with the bubble that occurred because of uh, bad uh, mortgages. 
And uh, the amount of advertising in 2009 dropped like a rock, and we had to readjust all of our uh, costs, and that covered uh, everything from commissions to uh, printing costs to um, – we had to tighten our belts like crazy. And um, I had to put up some of my own personal money to keep the the, uh, company afloat for a while. And uh, I would say that was the biggest roadblock. But once we got through 2009, 2010 was better. And then things got uh, gradually got uh, much better. But from a publishing standpoint and from uh, my standpoint, as long as I was in the business, that was probably that was the biggest roadblock. Uh, You know, we ran into some minor stuff along the way, uh, but. Uh, nothing we really couldn't handle, and uh, but 2009 was extremely challenging, believe yeah. me. Tom, was there a, a valuable takeaway that you learned from that lesson from 2009? Something that you told yourself, okay, we've we've set ourselves up now. We're not, we're not going to go th- if we go through that again. We already have a game plan in place. Yeah, I would say, Ruth, um, it, we learned a lesson. We had to keep an eye on cost all the time. Uh, We had to tighten our belts. We had to be very aware of what was going on all the time. And I, I, you know, I, since getting through 2009, uh, everybody in the company has been very aware of, you know, what can happen if, uh, you know, we don't watch what we do. And uh, so we, uh, you know, are constantly uh, watching the cost. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the years, it served us very, very well. But it was a, it was a lesson that, uh, you know, we had to go through and did, and uh, we survived it, thank goodness. So, you know, one point that I do want to bring up to hear for our listeners is that, Tom, was it in 2013 that the business transitioned to the next generation? Yes. Okay. So 2013, the um, next generation, so this is truly a um, family-owned and operated legacy company. Um, we have Kate Brown now at the helm as vice president of operations. Right. Um, as a generational legacy company, you know, what advice do you give the next generation of leadership to help guide them along the path? Um, I would very simply say a content in magazines and in everything. We're a media company besides being a print magazine company. We have all sorts of uh, digital products. Uh, and online products, but the key there, the key in the business is content, content, content. And uh, we want to make sure we are always providing very, very good content. Uh, secondly, I would say um, stay very close to the industries we serve with people who get involved in the industries, who, you know, work with us and for us, uh, always have a high profile out in the, um, in the industry. Uh, and then, uh, third, you, you got to work your plan hard and work it hard, you know, day in, day out. It's no secret to it. It's, um, we apply ourselves, we work hard, we innovate, we try to come up with new ideas all the time and uh, incorporate those into the, uh, working, uh, plan of the company and, and the various magazines we publish. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, the magazine has been reporting, serving, and informing the channel for 75 years now. And I was going to ask you from your lens, how has the industry changed over the last five years? And how has the magazine adapted? 
Um, I would say, Ruth, the biggest change has been, uh, you know, the digital, uh, the, the digital age. It has made things, uh, you know, communications are uh, far different than they used to be. Yeah, I would say that the uh, digital age, the way we communicate, the way we communicate with accounts and uh, all of the various products we offer. We offer far more products today than when uh, I was uh, last directly involved, which was uh, 2013, 2014. Well, you know, once once you're in the industry, you're never really out. So technically, you could say that, you know, you've been out since 2013, but we know that you haven't. You, you are still involved here. Tom, what have been your proudest moments uh, with TW, with the wholesaler? I'll tell you, I have, (laughs) good question. I have many proud moments. Every time I receive any of the magazines in the mail and I go through them and I take a look at the content, I take a look at the the great stories and the great reporting, uh, and I take a look at the advertising content, those are very, very proud moments for me. So luckily, I have about three to four proud moments every month. Well, that's one. That's that's wonderful to hear. With the magazine business, it's your product is right in front of you, and uh, you know when when we're publishing really good magazines, great magazines, uh, and we see you know the fruits of our labor every month. I'm very proud of the magazines, um, and very proud all the time. They're uh, really great. They really are. And, and I run into people um, who, uh, you know, come, come to the house um, who, you know, if I need a new water heater or something's going wrong with uh, the air conditioning or something, you know, and this stuff goes along all the time. And I mentioned the fact that, um, you know, we publish these magazines. It's amazing how many people know of the magazines and read them on a monthly basis. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's higher profile than I ever thought it was. So it, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm able to, uh, experience, uh, gratification on a regular monthly basis. Outside of the business, Tom, outside of the publication of the magazine, you've been in this industry for a, a big portion of your life. Right. You know, yes. how has being a part of this industry impacted your life? Incredibly. Um, it really has been major impact. Um, I am a very fortunate person in the fact that I really enjoyed um, working uh, and being involved in this industry and being involved with these magazines. I mean, it was... Uh, a great career. Um, you know, some days were better than others, but I must say I never really had a bad day. Mm-hmm. And we we were always able to solve any problems that came along. We applied ourselves to the problems. We came up with a game plan and we worked them. And for the most part, we were pretty darn successful. Yeah, there were some setbacks here and there, but uh, not too many, quite honestly. So, you know, I... I um, if I were 10 years younger and if my hearing were any better, I'd still be doing it. <laughs> hey, hey, Tom, did anybody ever tell you, did anybody ever tell you that the magazine would not survive? And if they, if they did tell you that, what did you tell them? I, uh, well, 
I probably would have uh, punched him in the mouth or something. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody ever said that because um, I think people uh, wanted us to succeed and um, really viewed the magazines as being uh, very, very important to the industry and uh, really appreciated all the effort we put into uh, the magazines. And it's not only myself, but Diane Spangler on the West Coast, uh, Dave Schulte, Brad Burnside, uh, the, the incredible job you've done. Uh, and then with the other magazines, we have all the great staff we've had. You know, people in the industry really recognize the fact that we like what we do and we're, we're providing a very, very uh, viable service to the industry. So, you know, again, I, w- I would I would hearken to the fact that people wanted us to see us succeed. Mm-hmm. So very few negative comments. Oh, every, you know, every now and then you run into, you know, some somebody who takes exception to a story or something like that. But, hey, you know, that goes with business. So. But the, the, that would be it. That would be it. Tom, what do you want the legacy of, of this publication, specifically The Wholesaler, to be? Well, The Wholesaler was celebrating 75 years. Uh, Ruth has to be one of the oldest trade magazines still in existence in this country. I would want this magazine to exist in 75 more years, and I don't see any reason why it shouldn't exist particularly if there is a, uh, and there will be, a viable uh, plumbing, heating, cooling, uh, mechanical systems industry in the future. You know, we can't, we, we, we have to have hot, clean water. We have to have plumbing systems. We have to have heating systems. We have to have air conditioning systems. We have to have all sorts of control systems in our homes today and commercial buildings, industrial buildings. So I would say that the future of this industry is unlimited, really. And uh, I can't see any technological things that are going to come along that are going to eliminate you know, plumbers or uh, plumbing contractors or mechanical contractors or wholesalers or you know, the little supply houses that we serve or the, you know, the major chains. I just can't imagine. I really can't. So I think the future is great. And I would hope that uh, we continue to uh, serve the industry and the great passion we have for uh, so many years. But uh, so this magazine was owned. Um, Ed Scott bought it from the originator of the magazine. So you have the originator. I can't remember his name, but Ed, then you had Ed Scott with Scott Periodicals. Then you had um, uh, Elsevier owned it, and now I've owned it. And so over, uh, and we've owned the magazine since uh, 93, so that is uh, 27 years. Um, we've probably owned it longer than anybody has. And uh, so a magazine that's 75 years old has only had four owners. That's pretty incredible. And I'll tell you this, we're not selling out any day soon. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, again, it goes back to, you know, uh, a, a legacy company. You've got the next right. generation working in it. Right. And now, you know, I don't know what the grandkids plan on doing, but, uh, you know, if uh, one or two of them would want to get in the business, I don't see any reason why, uh, you know, if they're motivated and they've got the skills for it, um, I don't see any reason why, it, you know, that wouldn't be a uh, viable option. Looking back, Tom, if you could go back to October of 1993, when you were making the purchase, what would you whisper into your ear of yourself back then? No fear. 
I love that. I love that. And you know what? That is actually, that would lead me to my other favorite question is, what's what's the best piece of advice or the advice that you give the next generation that's at the helm here? What do you tell them? Set your sights high, plan on working hard, dream, and go for it. I love it. I yeah, love it. I mean, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, if, if you fail, hey, a lot of people who have been extremely successful um, have failed at a few things or one or two things, but have uh, picked themselves up and uh, plotted forward and, you know, made great successes, come up with great products or great companies. So, you know, don't be afraid of failure. Take it on. Take it on. In closing here, Tom, is there anything that you want our readers to know that we haven't covered here? Yeah, I would say, Ruth, I wanted to uh, thank you um, for the incredible job you've done since coming on board. You hit the road run and haven't looked back and um, very, very proud of the uh, job you've done and the product you've put out and your commitment to the industry. I I, um, I never cease to be amazed with uh, your enthusiasm. Uh, all the other people um, uh, who have worked for us and uh, wanted to mention my uh, very great friend, Diane Spangler, mm-hmm. who has worked for us for, I don't know, over 20 years and has done a spectacular job. And I think at some point in time, she's going to be uh, retiring and, you know, we'll miss her and uh, wish her well in her retirement and anything else she does. But, uh, um, you know, onward and upward, we're here for the industry and uh, our commitment's 100%. Well, Tom, those are beautiful words and beautiful sentiments. And it goes back down to, you know, once you're involved in this industry, it does become your family and you form these close bonds and relationships along the way. And I think that that the Wholesaler Magazine definitely um, brings that to the forefront of how we're all working together to make this industry healthier and to keep it moving forward and to be viable for the next generations that come in it. With that, I want to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this magazine, its exacting standards and its celebrations. And I look forward to continuing to bring to our readers the expectations that you have set and have passed along the line here. So thank you, Tom, for your time. And thank you for your commitment to the Wholesaler Magazine and to the industry that we love. Hey, Ruth, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. And thanks so much.